0: Hello all. Um, Welcome to my podcast. Uh, I wanted to get back to all of you who kindly replied to my email a few weeks back about how you're handling this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Thanks very much for all of your feedback. It's much appreciated. Uh, What I've done is I've now collated that information uh, and then I thought it this is probably the best way to share that back with you. Uh, when I send it out, I'll also send out the uh, presentation and feel free to share this with um, your executive management teams or corporate or even employees, whoever you feel it's most suited to. So I'd like to talk a few, through a few different things today. I'd like to talk about, we'll start with COVID-19, the impact of the timeline, um and how we've got to where we are um, then the bulk of uh, my talk will be about how has the industry responded so I, as I said I reached out to several of our key client brands and they've kindly sent back some feedback in which I've put into um, this podcast. I then wanted to just talk briefly about the quality resources that are available to you um, and then to touch on at this stage, quality post-COVID-19. I think it's still quite early days, um, but I do think uh, we're starting to see um, some of the questions come in from some of our clients as to what it might look like on the other side. And I, I'd like to start that conversation going, maybe follow that up in another month with a bit more detailed, specifically on that. And then finally, I'd like to finish off with community and just some examples of some of the great community work that uh, our industry is doing at the moment in spite of these very difficult times. So let's start with the timeline of COVID-19. I'm sure you've all been following the news uh, closely but I think what's really interesting about it is the speed. So 11th of January, first confirmed death of COVID-19 in China. Um, WHO declares a global health emergency on the 30th of January. We start seeing it spread to Korea, Iran, and eventually to Europe, which around the 23rd of February we we get the Italy outbreak starting. Uh, Introduction of travel restrictions, national lockdowns. um, And here we are today, 14th of April, with uh, approximately 2 million confirmed cases and 125,000 deaths globally. So obviously this has had an enormous impact on our industry. global travel restrictions mean we couldn't travel even if we wanted to, which has uh, resulted in many brands closing hotels, or if they are staying open, we're seeing single-digit occupancies. I suppose the only bit of good news at the moment is we are seeing uh, our Asian hotels, some some local demand is coming back. I touch base with several brands, Mandarin Oriental, Shangri-La, Langham, uh, Four Seasons, which you know, have uh, several properties in mainland China to see what was happening. Um, And everybody's saying the same thing that, you know, listen, there is some local demand coming back, which is good. It's not uh, phenomenal by any stretch of the imagination, but it's certainly better than single uh, digit occupancy. So I guess we're gonna have to watch that space very closely and see what comes out of it. I think the big question is how long uh, do we think this is gonna last? and some of you may have seen that uh, Deloitte released a, a survey recently where they got responses from 142 senior figures within the hospitality industry. Um, and what that came back with was the, the biggest portion of those respondents, 43% of those respondents thought this disruption will last four to six months, um, 23% said six to 12 months, And uh, 13% said 12 months plus. The second question they asked was, okay, once this uh, outbreak is contained, how long will it take the industry to cover? How long until it gets back to where it once was or was pre-COVID-19? The largest response there came, 31% said it'll take 12 to 24 months. Some a little bit more optimistic, 27% said 6 to 12 months. A few less optimistic, um, 11% said more than 24 months. So it would certainly appear this is somewhere between six months and two years is what people think it will take to get back to where we were. So with that in mind, I touch base with a number of clients. um, as about 20 clients, key brand clients that we work with on a global basis uh, here at LQA. And I just asked them three questions. I said, um, how are you engaging, communicating with your colleagues' guests uh, during this uh, pandemic? How are you dealing with decreased demand and hotel closures? And then finally, what are you doing in terms of quality for when business returns? So we take the first one, how how are hotels brands communicating? Uh, First, we'll just look at how they're communicating with their colleagues. And um, I read a very interesting article that was forwarded to me by one of our clients. And this article um, describes this as the largest digital education program the world has ever seen, meaning that um, we are embracing technology like we have never ever done out of necessity. And for those that are uncomfortable with technology, they are being forced to learn technology in order to communicate. So when I asked our various clients, how are you communicating with your colleagues? Um, Here's some of the feedback we had. So firstly, uh, one client we have is doing daily podcasts for the month of April on a variety of subject matter. So for instance, uh, some, some of the podcasts will be on back office training. Um, Some podcasts will be a psychiatrist talking about uh, how to cope with isolation. Uh, They asked me to do a podcast uh, on quality and I thought that was a really way, a really good way of engaging with uh, the colleagues and keeping them informed. We had quite a few that came back with CEO weekly updates via the brand internet, Facebook Workplace or whatever other kind of technology. Uh, Daily video conferencing taking place with the executive team. What's up groups across the executive team or even HOD level, uh, weekly newsletters sent out from corporate to all colleagues. Um, some uh, brands said that they've set up a COVID-19 online hub to provide hotel teams with guidance and support on a broad range of areas. And then some more um, fun, I would say, engaging ways to communicate with colleagues, uh, videos from the hotel chefs. Mixologists providing drink food, recipes, uh, demonstrations to colleagues to try at home. Uh, online daily wellness classes via Facebook uh, or Zoom. Um, and then one client wrote back, which I quite liked, motivational and practical colleague-specific videos, i.e. the housekeeper providing cleaning tips at home and the chef demonstrating how to make the perfect omelette. So a variety of ways of, I would say, in summary of using technology to connect with the colleagues to keep them engaged, informed, interested in what is happening. In terms of how our hotel brands engaging with guests, um, same kind of concept. Uh, one of the ones that I really liked is um, Six Senses. Uh, if you visit their website, they, had, they have at home with Six Senses. Um, and they're just suggestions. If their clients can't come to them, how can they come to their clients? So they've got isolation suggestions such as yoga for kids at home, uh, stay calm and garden, uh, working from home wellness tips. I thought that was a very clever way of engaging with their guests. Um, Like we just talked about uh, engaging with uh, colleagues, uh, we also have videos from hotel chefs, mixologists, wellness staff providing drink, food, wellness demonstrations for their guests. In terms of marketing and sales, I think everybody feels it's quite challenging at the moment to directly sell to their guests, given the situation. But we are seeing some interesting initiatives. Um, One brand that we work with has an Instagram, Instagram marketing initiative, which is targeting their clients and keeping them engaged about secrets of the destinations that their hotels are located for future travel, which I think is a great way of just keeping in touch with them, keeping their interest. Um, Other brands uh, that um, uh, we work with have said um, they're reassuring guests with detailed hotel health safety procedures protocol as it pertains to COVID-19. And I think that's um, a really clever thing to do. I think people will be hesitant to travel again uh, post-COVID-19, but I think they will have... um, be a little bit more assured if they see that the hotels and brands are being very proactive in their approach to how they're cleaning for instance high-touch areas uh, going forward and how they're changing cleaning protocol to reassure the guests that they're doing everything they can to create a safe environment Um, I think the other big one um, that we're seeing it I think is really good is offering real solutions to clients primary concern Um, and to ease their worries and and specifically I would say with flexible booking options. I see that um, Marriott has now extended their rebooking policy that you can rebook any travel book between now and the 30th of June, whether that is prepaid accommodation with very restrictive policy generally, they're allowing anybody to change them anytime up until the 30th of June. I think that's a very clever uh, approach. Um, because I don't think anybody's willing to commit to anything until they get some clarity. So uh, by giving them the option that you can always change it, I think that will serve you well in the long term. How are hotel brands dealing with business disruption? Well, no surprise here, I would say there's a huge focus on cost savings, and certainly in the short term, there is some focus on maximizing whatever revenues are possible at this stage. But I would say the Overwhelming response was trying to secure colleagues and and have strategies in place for post COVID nineteen. So the number one term I think that we have all come across during COVID nineteen is the furlough of staff. Um, that's very common language across all the brands that we're working with at the moment. Um, but there's definitely an aim to get everyone back to work as soon as possible. Other brands where they're still operating in certain locations. I've reduced staff to a three or four day work week. Uh, We're seeing management pay reductions are quite commonplace. Um, And everybody working very closely with the various government initiatives to provide, provide income support for the colleagues. In terms of maximizing revenue opportunities, a few clients wrote back and said they have changed the restaurants into takeaway concepts to try and keep some flow of revenues coming in. Uh, we had other brands say that they've implemented extensive hibernation hotel checklists um, to make sure that there is a, some protocol, some procedures in place for shutting down a hotel. But equally, we have another client that wrote back and said they're establishing reopening procedures that will ensure a rapid resumption of services and at the same time ensuring when they do resume, they will be meeting the required quality thresholds. In terms of sales, uh, several brands working with brands are OTAs on recovery promotions. Uh, The emphasis at this stage tends to be on value-add promotions versus discounted rates. Uh, I think everybody learned in the 2018 financial crisis that um, price erosion was not a a good long-term strategy. And so at this stage, people are certainly trying to avoid that. And finally, the third question I ask is, well, how are hotels brands focusing on quality during these unprecedented times? So some responses that we've had is people are using the time to update SOP manuals to reflect LQA's uh, updated 2020 standards, Um, maximizing e-learning platforms. So different clients that we work with have different e-learning platforms and they're really trying to push employees on that during this quieter time. Uh, One brand came back and said they're investing heavily at the moment in training by building brand specific content. So really utilizing this time wisely to ensure that they are uh, ready uh, when things get back to normal. Um, Others are cross training staff to enable a more flexible workforce in the future. Uh, A lot of um, brands came back to me and said that they will be doing regular self assessments uh, during this quieter period. And utilizing existing platforms, whether that be the LQA platform, ReviewPro, Medallia, Qualtrics, whoever it may be, to really dig into that data that they have, use this time to try and break it down, um, and then in turn create action plans to really try and address some of these lingering issues that they have had and what the data shows have been happening over a period of time. Um, several brands wrote back and said that they are reviewing, strengthening hygiene practices in light of COVID-19. Um, to, as I mentioned earlier, to focus on more high touch point areas like how do we dress, cleaning lift buttons, door handles, the reception desks. Um, and, and finally, uh, one of the brands wrote back they have an extensive uh, product maintenance program going in place over COVID-19 to make sure that all those outstanding issues um, have been addressed and are fixed in preparation for reopening. So I think in general, um, hotels appear and brands appear to be using this time, this quieter time to really double down, focus on quality and utilize uh, the the various platforms and um, uh, tools that they have to improve quality. So that brings me on to quality resources. What quality resources do you have? Um, so as you know, at LQA, we, we talk about a, a five-step improvement plan to quality uh, that involves communicate the standards, train the standards, assess the standards, analyze the results, and then finally take action, which seems pretty simplistic. Um, obviously, putting it into practice is much more difficult, but I do truly believe that service will be the differentiator post-COVID-19 and so those that are using this time wisely uh, will come out the other side stronger so just to reiterate some of the tools that lqa provides free of charge um, on the on on that five-step process that i just talked about in terms of communicate uh, just to remind everybody our benchmark standards that were updated in 2019 for 2020 are available for download from our website in nine different languages. We've always had eight. Um, That's English, French, German, Italian, Mandarin, Spanish, Portuguese, Russian, and this year we just added Arabic. The reason we've done that is we want to um, help you in communicating these standards to your colleagues in their mother tongue. So if you're wondering where to get them, just go to the audit uh, tab of our website and you can see that they are downloadable there. In terms of training the standards, just a reminder, um, we we have online training videos on our website, short two to three minute videos um, where you can assign the video to an employee. They will watch the video. Following the video, there's a 10 point quiz just to make sure that what they've viewed, they understand. And then you have an online record of who has watched which video and uh, what they scored on the quiz. Um, we feel it's, it's, again, free of charge. Unlimited number of videos can be watched. Unlimited number of people can be on the website. It's, um, so we just think it's a, a nice uh, product, value-added product offering that we would encourage you to use. Uh, after training, as I said, it's assessing. Well, obviously unfortunately LQA can't come to your hotels at the moment. Um, but we do offer again on our website, um, a self-assessment tool. Um, not all brands have that n- enabled because some of the brands have their own um, self-assessment programs in place. But for those that are enabled, uh, again, it is uh, the way that it works is you can assign a self-assessment to someone carry out an unlimited number of assessments, you can monitor the progress, and you can analyze the results. So it allows your staff to become the LQA uh, consultant for the day, and we think it's a great way for people to really develop a good understanding of of the standards that are expected. In terms of analyze, uh, we have leadingquality.com. You will know that We've been working a lot on that over the last year. In fact, towards the end of Q2, beginning of Q3, we should have a brand new website coming out um, with some uh, additional analytical options available on there. But it is a phenomenal tool that we would ask you to fully utilize. We have worked hard at trying to come up with all the ways that we feel the data can be analyzed if anybody has any additional ideas i would welcome your input and we will review it Uh, but it's it's a really good uh, source of information our feeling has always been it's not your job to analyze that's lqa's job to analyze what we want to do is provide you with the data in a way that's meaningful so that you can go on to the next stage which is action um, and for that, again, what we've, we offer on our website is an online action plan allowing you to create an action plan, um, assign actions to individuals, and then track whether that action has been done. So as I said, five steps, communicate, train, assess, analyze, action. LQA is offering tools at each step of that process. Obviously, we can't make you use any of those but we would highly encourage you to do so because what we definitely know is those hotels that are highly engaged with LQA that fully utilize the tools available to them tend to score better than those that don't. So um, any questions on that, feel free to give us a call. We'll we'll talk you through it. So I want to finish off on um, two things. First of all, what does Qualdington look like post-COVID-19? So I've already had uh, several brands uh, reach out to me to say, so how are we going to deal with you know, buffet breakfast, brunches, finger food, sharing dishes? Um, should staff be wearing gloves when handling crockery, cutlery, and glassware? Should room cleaning procedures be altered? What about hotel amenities and how they are handled, presented? Should we still escort guests to the room with physical distancing being the norm? And... Um, And my answer is, I think we're going to have to, uh, I think it's still early days yet. I think everybody's still trying to figure that out. Um, One of the things uh, that I intend to do in May is get, again, uh, as we've done, when we review the standards, we hold what we call a leaders forum where we invite a cross section of clients to sit around the table and review the standards with us. I thought in May I would do something similar, albeit this time, through remotely, through Webex or Zoom or whatever it may be, to get a whole bunch of our key clients on a conference call and discuss in detail what do we think service will look like post uh, COVID-19. And and once we've done that, uh, my intention would be to do another one of these podcasts and and share with you the outcome of that. But what I will say is uh, our approach will be what it has always been, which is to listen to our clients to observe best practices around the world and then adapt our standards accordingly. I believe there will be some changes in the standards. Um, As I said, I think it's a bit early at the stage to predict what they may be, but we're, we're already starting to see some. So for instance, Certainly as hotels reopen, we are seeing that not the entire hotel is reopening. So the spa is not opening, the gym is not opening, not all the F&B outlets are opening. Um, I think we're seeing a change in service delivery. So for instance, room service is more uh, drop off and go. Uh, Ring the doorbell, leave the tray at the door and leave rather than entering the guest room. Um, Certainly in terms of escorting the guests to the room, given the physical distancing requirements, that probably will not be possible. Um, and in terms of hygiene, um, you know, we're starting to see uh, brands introduce um, disinfectant um, sanitizer at high volume areas outside the restaurant, at the concierge desk, at the reception desk. Um, we're seeing changing in cleaning protocols. Um, so I think sanitization of crockery, cutlery, glassware... Um, there's definitely going to be a new norm when we come out the other side. Uh, I think it warrants a separate podcast because I think it's a much more involved one. But so at this stage, I'd just say rest assured that we will look at it. And secondly, we will ensure that we continue to mark the standards um, intelligently, fairly. And, and that, that word intelligently, fairly, just so you know, we have five values at LQA and that is one of them. And I use that term a lot, and what we mean by that is it's very easy for us to find fault, but we don't see that as our job. Our job is to give you fair feedback based on our experience, but also based on our consultants' experience, we are asking them to interpret the standards with empathy, fairness, and logic. And we will continue to do this post-COVID-19 and we will work with you post-COVID-19 to ensure that is the case. So finally, I just w- wanted to share wanted to share with you some community initiatives. And I think as an industry, we are particularly good uh, during crisis situations to really lead the way with selfless and innovative initiatives. And I just want to share a few that I have heard of. I'm sure many of you have heard many more of these, but uh, a couple examples of this. So Four Seasons, New York, downtown. Um, they immediately, when things started going the wrong way for New York City in terms of COVID-19, they immediately offered their rooms to New York City healthcare workers, which I thought was a wonderful initiative. Uh, likewise, um, Claridge is uh, part of Mayborn Group in London, Not only did they offer their rooms to healthcare workers, but their um, culinary team is producing 400 healthcare worker meals a day and a further 200 homeless meals a day, which again, I think is um, uh, is a really uh, nice initiative. A little bit more on the fun side, uh, Langham London, as they were closing their bar, um, they realized they had many open bottles and mixers that were open that they would just have to pour down the drain as they closed the hotel, closed the bar. So instead they were quite savvy and, uh, put an Instagram, uh, message up saying if anybody would like a Langham drink, um, they would deliver it to their house, which the bar team took upon themselves to deliver some cocktails all across London, which I thought was quite a bit of fun. Um, Shangri-La out of Hong Kong where they have several properties in Hong Kong. The staff volunteered to come in to make goodie bags uh, consisting of uh, masks, uh, uh, sanitizer, noodles, biscuits uh, that they delivered to low-income families across Hong Kong. And then finally, a nice example of some independent hoteliers getting together um, four hotels in southern Italy, Hotel Santa Caterina, Il San Pietro, uh, Le Cernuzzi, and Palazzo Vino, um, three of which are LQA clients. Um, they, they got together and said, How can we help uh, this situation? They, they have each offered 5, euro, 10 5,000 euro vouchers, so 50,000 euros per hotel that a guest can purchase and use for accommodation and food. But instead of paying the hotels for those vouchers, uh, the individuals make uh, a equal contribution to an um, organization that is trying to find a vaccine uh, for COVID-19. So they're offering their services, their amenities, 50,000 euros worth, and they're not asking for a penny in return, but they are asking for that similar amount to be donated to finding a cure for COVID-19. So And I, I love that one because it's just four independent hoteliers trying to make a difference. So great, numerous examples, and I'm sure, as I said, many of you have many more to share, but I think it's what our industry is really great at. Um, I hope you've enjoyed uh, the pres- this presentation. I hope you found it was useful. Um, as I said, our intention is to hold another kind of brand uh, conference call in the not-too-distant future and uh, to talk about standards in particular and what it might look like COVID-19, uh, post-COVID-19. Uh, and we'll see what that feedback's like, but if it's as good as I think it will be, then maybe we'll do another podcast and share that with you. Um, in the meantime, if anybody has any questions, uh, feel free to write me directly. Um, Trent Walsh, Trent.Walsh at leadingquality.com. Thanks for your time. Um, stay healthy, stay safe. Thank you.